2: Hello and welcome again to the Tango Alpha Lima Experience. I'm Jeff Daly, the Michigan Dailies. You've heard of us, and with me, as always, cleaning her microphone. It looks like if you're watching on the feed is Ashley Margor Maldonado, who recently who recently went snowboarding. Can you tell
1: people how that went for you? Poorly, Jeff. <laughs> Rather poorly. <laughs> and you have evidence of that. I. I do. I am now the proud owner of 10 screws and a really beautiful plate inside my, re- my right wrist. Um, feeling good. Feeling good, Jeff. Feeling great. <laughs> feeling good. Feeling positive. You know, I have had a very challenging 30 days in to, to January and I'm just telling people I'm just getting everything out of the way. Nice. So the rest of my schedule is cleared. So Yep. If I could raise my thumb and give you a thumbs up, I would, but I cannot. Okay. I'll let you know after my appointments. All right.
2: Yep. So 10 right. screws and a plate. You're going to be TSA's favorite person.
1: I know. And it's it. funny. I actually have to get that stuff squared away. So,
2: <laughs> so uh-huh. uh, ladies and gentlemen, if I refer to Ashley as having a screw loose, it might be for a different reason than you're thinking of altogether. I mean, for wrist is acting funny, but like, you got a screw loose. All right. We are going to, speaking of medical things, we're going to jump right in.
1: All right. And you're going to read? Yeah, I'll read. I got this. So this is, for me, this is kind of ironic too. So, all right. So the American Legion to the Navy, fix Walter Reed barracks now. Yes, right meow. So American Legion National Commander Paul E. Dillard has It is demanding immediate action to fix unacceptable living conditions that reportedly exist in junior enlisted barracks at the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. Yep, that's right, folks, you heard it here. So it goes on, if if the reports of the Military Times and Reddit are accurate, the senior brass of Walter Reed and the Department of Defense have a lot of explaining to do, Diller said today about the lack of the hot water, broken locks, broken air conditioners, that have reportedly existed for several years. I understand that certain hardships are to be expected in combat zones, but Walter Reed is located near our nation's capital. It is the flagship facility of our wounded, injured, and ill service members. By all accounts, their, caregiver, their caregivers do an amazing job in treating our nation's heroes. The Navy corpsmen and the Army medics deserve far better living conditions than this. If the private sector company ran a housing facility of this kind, a company would be labeled as a slum ward. Dang, dropping mics. Oof, oof, dropping it hard. I mean. Oof, oof. But you know what? It's like kind of ironic because that's where I got to go to my occupational therapy. Walter Reed. <laughs> I'll just do a little drive-by, check it out, see what's going they, on. See if well, the regular Military Times are good. good. What's the hair will
2: be good but the comfort level might be
1: no i will be very i will be very angry and irritable <laughs> it will be in rare form everyone but this is interesting i mean i'm kind of shocked like i i saw this like a, a few days before we put this in and i just i don't understand why it's so hard to just to just fix stuff it's not just hard.
2: it's called it's just called Building maintenance. This isn't an issue of competence of services. This isn't. This is stuff that's done every day, everywhere. It's building maintenance, and I sure as shoot hope that it's not a, 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 some kind of budgetary constraint that is beyond their control. But I'm I'm going to guess now that they're getting more coverage than Fort Hood. That if there mm-hmm. is any budgetary constraint, that's going to be fixed real quick like because
1: yeah it goes on I mean, morale is a
2: the, big huge yeah. part of healing
1: i know and you're talking about folks coming home that, that can't take a shower after work in the hospital with constant germs and trying to take care of folks like me i need to decompress and i cannot be going home to stressful conditions too that's too much i know mean. that they are doing like a full investigation and long-time deficiencies um that i guess deficiencies that need to be launched so like Priority one must be to immediately improve the conditions for those impacted. Obviously, like it's just a no brainer. we have to? I just I feel like we have to talk about this stuff way too often. Like there's always some sort of housing crises happening or just negligence on on some part. It's like, why? Why? How many times do we have to like, you know, scream about the wheel being broken or, and it's. it's- general
2: maintenance that's the part that fathoms me they don't have to come up with anything new they don't have to hire any experts to create a new solution i do it i manage a building i do maintenance every day the doorbell could ring any second because i have to do maintenance every day it's uh i i don't i I, i'm flummoxed i tell you but i hope that your stay there goes swimmingly well and that you will get back to Uh, giving me thumbs up and other fingers up, uh, (laughs) (laughs) with your usual vigor.
1: You're welcome. I'll work (laughs) for you. I will make sure I hit occupational therapy hard. Just for For me, Jeff. I appreciate
2: being your inspiration in that. Uh, speaking of inspiration today, we have, we have a young man on here who is, who is inspiring a lot of people. And you're going to find out the very different ways that he's doing that. Cause today we're going to travel back in time to the sva back to the natcon future
1: and before my arm was broken
2: yeah before you <laughs> before you
1: i want to time travel back and make a before you went, life choices
2: before you went extreme sporting don't ever do that again all right so we're going to travel back into the sva again and share our visit with former green beret and seattle seahawk nate boyer to talk about merging vets and players also known as mvp a nonprofit organization that brings together combat veterans and professional athletes for workouts and therapy. We had a great visit with uh, Nate back in Orlando, and we're going to roll the video after the break. A A veteran is a veteran.
0: A veteran is a veteran.
2: A veteran is a veteran.
0: The American Legion embraces all current and former members of the military and endeavors to help them transition into their communities.
2: We are Veterans Strengthening America. We are the American Legion. All right, we are still Tango Alpha Lima, and we are still at Hashtag NatCon 2022. And right now, we're going to introduce a new guest to you. Some of you probably know who he is. If you don't, Be prepared to be amazed and impressed. We're not talking about me. Uh, Today we're here with Nate Boyer, who's done a little bit of everything you could imagine. He served as a US Army Green Beret and played NFL football, not with the Detroit Lions, but with the Seattle Seahawks. He's a philanthropist, community leader, and an avid world traveler who has embarked on adventures such as solo backpacking trips through much of Europe and Central America, fly fishing in Kamchatka in Russia volunteering at refugee camps in the Darfur region of Sudan-Chad border, or climbing Mount Kilimanjaro with a wounded veteran to raise money for clean water wells in Tanzania. I, on the other hand, uh, gave money to a kid selling candy bars outside a grocery store last week and helped him get to camp. So we're pretty much...
0: Same. Same, same. same, 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 same. And he's also <laughs> a That's
2: very funny. near future member of my favorite post in the American Legion, Hollywood Post Forty Three. I will take that check when we're done. Nate, welcome <laughs> to the Tango <laughs> Alpha League uh, Podcast. Can you tell me about? Uh, it's uh, Ask me to tell you about the, your post, but what do you? Know I can about tell you the about Am- the post. I, yes, yes. Okay.
0: So I've been there several times and got to know a lot of the members at Post Forty Three um but also uh about a year ago uh during the pandemic I, I directed my first film a feature film about about mvp about the charity i'm sure we're going to talk about soon but we filmed several of the scenes at the american legion so that iconic bar the theater um uh where else? i guess outside of the legion as well i mean it's an incredible building it's just beautiful Uh, And then we also got some B-roll of of some of the the older, um, like the, uh, the, you know, the uniforms and the old uh, equipment and and stuff like that. In the museum. In the museum. Yeah, exactly.
2: And I'm going to shout out a couple, because I know AJ Perez Mm -hmm. is uh, in your employ and works at the Post. (laughs) And um, I don't know, is Denver's probably transferred, uh, but... Denver. He's in Dallas now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But he was a long time post forty three member. So there's a lot of uh you have a lot of Legion connections. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna codify that. Well, that's the cool. The that's show. that's
0: one of the cool things because L.A. Los Angeles is an easy town to kind of feel disconnected. And uh, I think as a veteran, especially like you don't, there's a lot of us out there you just don't know it, and you don't necessarily run into them. But when you have a place like like the Legion, which is true at any of those posts, I've been to other posts as well. It's like, you know. It, it, the, the vets all kind of come together at that, you know, at one specific place. And it's really cool that it's like smack dab in the middle of a classic Hollywood, you know, and yeah, it's awesome. Some of the old members too, uh, you know, like Mickey Rooney and Clark Gable, like it's amazing. You know, it's, it's really,
2: pretty it's cool. Really cool. And now we're going to have Nate Boyer. So it's, kinda <laughs>
1: Oh, Oh, you're going to toss it over to me. I was like, man, I feel like I'm in Hollywood. I'm missing something right now.
0: Come on out. Uh,
1: Yeah. I have frequented. I've been to the Post. I've been to the museum. So I will say that I I will tip my hat off to you, Jeff Daly, and all of the Post 43 crew because it is a beautiful Post and it's maintained well and you're always doing great things for the community. But I digress. Nate Boyer, hello. Welcome.
0: That's not a digression. Oh, no. Well. It's a progression, I think. Progression. Okay. All right.
1: I will roll with it. So... Nate, you're here and you are with MVP. I would love to know more about your nonprofit, how you got started, and um, what the inspiration behind it was.
0: Yeah, MVP uh, stands for Merging Vets and Players, and we bring together combat vets and former professional athletes and help them find purpose uh, and identity again when the uniform comes off. You know, combat, playing a a professional sport, very different. You know what I mean? But the the amount of sacrifice it takes to be elite – um, the camaraderie, the locker room, you know, that, that like that, that the, the man or woman on your left and right brotherhood, sisterhood, whatever, all that stuff is the same. And also, unfortunately, what's similar is the struggles with the transition out of the uniform, you know, and kind of losing that identity. And typically you're, you know, it, you're, you're in your twenties and thirties, like most, that's, I think most vets and most most athletes. And it's like, a lot of times you feel like you've sort of, peaked and you'll never be great again you did this like amazing thing with this amazing group of people that was so mission-oriented and then it's like it's gone you know and you're like oh my gosh who am I what do I what do I do now and like how do do these skills even transfer to anything outside you know which is ironic uh that we're talking about this here at SVA because it's kind of all about that you know what I mean a lot of these student vets um getting out of uh, the military and trying to figure out like what what am I going to do with my life and then going to college and you know, switching majors half a dozen times and like going yeah. through that whole thing. It's just like, uh, it's part been, of the been journey Done that, been yeah. done that. Yes. but, uh, but it was cool. I mean, I, I co-founded it with Jay Glazer, who's a Fox NFL Sunday personality. And so he has so many connections in the, um, in the football world and in the, in the uh, MMA world. And so he brought in people like Randy Couture, who's a veteran as well, and a UFC fighter and, you know, uh, Michael Strahan and Tony Gonzalez, he's like hall of fame football players. And we tr- we work out in the gym every week for about 30, 40 minutes, and then we'll hang out afterwards and just kind of talk through our stuff. Um, we got to do a session this morning, which was really cool, out there in front of the the hotel, and um, and to hear like someone like Tony Gonzalez, who's you know probably the greatest tight end in history of the NFL, uh, talk about how you know he feels how he felt after uh, a seventeen year career that. You know those first three years out he just like i felt like such a phony i didn't know who i was everyone was like patting me on the back and you know and i appreciated the game i loved the game but like man i missed it and i just didn't want to admit that uh i wasn't okay you know what i mean i didn't feel comfortable with that and for him to share that and then other veterans um or not other veterans but veterans sitting there in the group you know thinking like no one's going to understand me outside of the military community. And it's just like this guy who's a hero to them. And obviously all these athletes look at us as heroes because of our service. And this guy's like sharing a story about, um, uh, the same kind of feelings that, that, that veterans having, you know what I mean? And like that kind of connectedness is, is really important to help, um, sort of bridge that civilian military or civilian veteran divide, I guess that is prevalent, you know, in, uh, across all sectors, but, um, but yeah, just, a, just moments like that when we just kind of started out, we're just like, whoa, like this is, it's crazy how, how similar these things can be, even though they, they seem so different.
2: Right. And you know, it's, it's interesting. I've done, uh, I've, I've been to one, uh, MVP back in LA mm-hmm. and I got paired up with this Thor guy. He was tall, like just, he could have played Thor and you know, you're sharing like weights. It Bra-
0: was it Brock, Brock Hecking, blonde guy?
2: Now you're gonna make me admit on here that I don't remember his name. That's okay. Was he a football he's a, player? He's a big, is a large human being. And was he a football player? Do slightly you think? afraid. Yeah, but I think he's <laughs> <it's> probably <wrong. laughs> No, he was really nice. But it's like sharing weights, and then he's like, "Oh, do you want? Do you want to go get some other?" He didn't want to say, "Do you want to go get smaller weights?" He's like, "I'm a I'm a U.S. Marine, just handle it, bring it on." <laughs> and I thought that the workout part was gonna be the most difficult part. Mm. But the reality is, once you get in the, I affectionately call the Kumbaya circle. Once you get there, and you start hearing about people's struggles, even when they, even when they talk about the progression that they make or the wins that they make, uh, you really understand the importance for the camaraderie. You really understand the need for talking things out like you guys do. So is 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 the and we were talking about earlier is the working out first by design and do you find that it helps people to open up because they're physically exhausted which can be emotional in and of itself
0: exactly yeah no that's the that's the that's the purpose behind it and it's funny because it all kind of happened naturally like it, we didn't really have a plan we said we'll bring these two groups of people together we just knew that there was that sort of mutual respect and kind of a similar um a similar transition struggle because of conversations that jay was having with a lot of athletes and conversations i was having with a lot of veterans and then you know i myself spent time in both of those you know locker rooms um and so denver who you mentioned i i met him he was living in a uh, he was living in a homeless shelter at the time uh with a bunch of other veterans it's a, it a, a transition house where um only only vets were you know allowed to stay and i think typically they they tried to get them, you know, within a year out there, you know, in employment, if, if it, you know, if it was a matter of like, you know, sobriety or whatever it is that that, that individual needed, they tried, they had these like steps in the program to, to get people back, on the, back uh, out there in the workforce and, 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 and off the street, honestly. And, uh, and I met Denver and he was like, man, this MVP thing is really cool, what do you guys do? And I was like, I don't know yet, we just, we're just starting out, we don't know, but Jay, has, Jay owns a gym. Uh, which is called Unbreakable Performance Center. That's, I'm sure, where you went. And it's uh, it's on Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood, you know. It's just like, it's, it's, it's kind of like the Legion. This is like in this place that's sort of, it's almost like out of, it's a place that's out of place, but it, but it fits right in, you know. <laughs> and I was like, I asked Jay, I said, hey, can I bring some vets up to the to the gym? These guys are living, you know, in, in a shelter a couple miles away. And he was just like, yeah, of course. So I brought him up we just Denver brought like five other guys from the shelter and we just like worked out and then we were all tired afterwards and we just kind of sat around and started talking about stuff and went and got a taco and kept talking about stuff. And I was like, well, that's what we should do. Just this, you know? Um, but you're exactly right. I think, you know, you, you get the, uh, the endorphins going or whatever it's called. And you know, we don't, (laughs) I don't know a ton of the science behind all this stuff works. I just know when you do, you know, I mean, you know, in the military, when you, when you, when you get up in the morning, at six and you got to do your 10 mile run or like your smoke session or whatever it is. And then, you know, you go to the chow hall, it's like you feel a little more kind of open, you know, and like ready to talk about stuff and kind of ready to, uh, I guess attack the day and take on challenges. I don't know. It's just, there's probably more reason behind the military doing workouts to start the day off besides just like making sure that the troops work out. You know what I mean? There's probably more to it. Uh, and uh and i think I think there's there's definitely something there there's definitely something behind that, but you also like you go through something with somebody even if it 's just a thirty minute you know push up sit up whatever you, you like you feel like well we went through something together, you know that was kind of hard, and so now i'm like more i 'm more connected to you and and i'm more willing to talk about something that might be even harder you know right. but,
2: well it 's interesting. let's invoke the spirit of our our departed co-host uh, Mark Sevi—he's famous for saying, uh, "If you take a bunch of vets and you give them an activity and you leave them there long enough, therapy will happen." Because <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "That's so true." He says that. He says that all the time. That's but fine. I just wanted to end with that. Before. No, I,
1: I think uh, it's incredibly cathartic. Uh, I I work out myself, and I'll tell you what—like I look forward to my workouts on you know my Tuesday Thursdays or my Monday Wednesdays, and like that's my time and when I can share that experience with others it's it's powerful and you're as you said like now I feel more inclined I'm a little bit more chill yeah it's like before Jim Ashley is not chill okay? <laughs> like no yeah so I I it works it works and there's so, like that awesome. balance too
0: because sometimes I'm the same way like sometimes I want to go do it's okay for us to do certain things alone. You know what I mean? Whether Mm -hmm. that's working out, thinking, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you need your alone time, but like, I think vets can, we can often be a little all or nothing on things and and very comfortable. 100. Yeah. Yeah. And we get very like comfortable in the structure or comfortable in routines. And it's like, you know, maybe we get to that place where we are. Yeah. We're exercising and we're eating well, but we're doing all this stuff alone. We're never talking to anybody about Mm -hmm. other things going on. Even if it's good stuff, you know, it doesn't always have to be trauma um, and that's like, it's not, it's just like ingrained in us in the military, whether it's, um, humility, you know, and just don't, don't, don't talk about what you do. Just go do it. Which is, there's, there's value in that too. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, you know, if you're struggling, like, don't let you suck it up and drive on. Like, don't, right. you know, don't admit that things aren't great. And that's not that healthy as when it comes to, you know, the mental side and the emotional side of things. Like, right. Yeah, there's value in that if you're a little banged up, pushing through, you know, physically, um, as long as you're not, you know, really injuring yourself. But so there's there's value there. But at the same time, it's like that all or nothing thing. Like certain things you need to to talk.
1: Very relatable. I am a a zero or one hundred (laughs) person. I like structure. Um, I don't get me wrong. I like a surprise or two. But if I have an option to plan. Mm. i will plan mm. i will plan like i planned Me to sleep too. in this morning and i did miss the workout so i'm so sorry <laughs> where were you <laughs> uh, i
2: was actually <laughs> here i was here sorry, uh, i actually asked denver discount for number two towards my t-shirt <laughs> uh, and i'm super lazy because i live in west hollywood and you know how i got to Unbreakable the first time? Did you walk? I walked. Attaboy. And I still haven't. I like back. that. So, uh, so after it was a longer walk than I thought. <laughs> no, it was a longer walk home than I thought yeah. after. We were doing well, there's something. a very famous 80s song.
0: What's that? Nobody Walks in LA. Nobody Walks in LA. You know it's that true. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: It's true, but I, I do. So you're here doing this thing at NatCon 2022. That's a hashtag. Uh, and you're meeting all these people. And I know for a fact, because I, I know for a fact that what I'm about to say is true, because Ashley's husband told me this. You're not in every city. So these, when these people meet you and they enjoy it and they love it, is there a process for starting a chapter? Uh, or is there like an online version? Or what, what can these people who are not in cities that you're not already in do?
0: Yeah, so we are we're in seven cities so far. We're in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Chicago, Atlanta, New York, Seattle, and Dallas. Verified. Yeah, verified. In that order, those are the orders we opened them. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're there in those set. We have chapters in those seven cities, but now uh, because of COVID, um, there was some, you know, just like any tragedy, you know, when you rebuild out of it, uh, it opens your eyes up to other things. And we had to jump to doing virtual huddles for our members in those seven places. And then, you know, of course, anybody can jump on an, an online platform. So then we had people from other, you know, parts of the country that are nowhere near a chapter, thousands of miles from a chapter maybe that were joining us. And so we have an East coast zoom and a West coast zoom that we do every week as well. And we still do the workout and we still do that huddle afterwards and, you know, talk, uh, just online, you know, and it, it works. And, and it's, um, it's something that we have to like stick to now. We're going we're going back to the gym. I think most people prefer that in-person session, but there's some people that, whether they don't feel comfortable getting back in the gym yet, or sometimes they just can't make it, because even members of these chapters, you know, they don't all live in West Hollywood, for instance, near the gym. Maybe they live in uh, an hour away, you know, and they want to they want to still come, but if they got a family or other things going on, it's like I can't make that hour drive every week. Uh, and then, of course, the people that we've connected with and the members that we've grown that are outside of these regions, so we have that opportunity as well. And to open a new chapter, like it's tough because. Um, it's tough. It's not that we're doing great from a fundraising standpoint, but it's tough because we've got to make sure you have the right place and the right people leading it because you don't ever want a chapter to fail in any city. Right. And so like taking the time, being very deliberate about the planning for that. um, I know our next chapter is going to be in Phoenix. And then after that, I think we're looking at uh, Pittsburgh and then there's places like Nashville, Detroit, Tampa, like all these other spots that are on list and uh and you know in DC area as well so there you go um, and we're you know figuring that stuff out so as quickly as we safely can i guess you know being able to open in those places and, and continue to to build and grow
1: well i'm excited if it comes to DC because i will gladly run around the national mall with y'all
0: <laughs> there you go i will do it there you go i will
1: do it it'll be the most patriotic run i've ever done i'll, be I'll like give you silky shorts yeah. oh. we'll go full american oh it's going to be great i can see it so sunrise. <laughs> over the monuments. You look
0: like some of these marathon runners out. Yeah, did you I've, see some of these people?
1: I did see some of that. They're a little extreme at a random side note. I did accidentally run a half marathon once. It's an interesting story, but
0: yeah. ah,
1: not for today.
2: So what so M V P what's the evolution of M V P? What do you want to do next?
0: We just want we want to we wanna to continue to um uh, well, we want to be in every, I think, major market city. You know, that's got s- sport. Sports is a big part of that. There's going to be veterans everywhere, and it's like, of course, to be in every single town in America. I mean, like maybe one day, but that's that's tough to do. You know what we're doing because you know a good session typically has thirty to forty people joining. You know, so it's a that's a that's a lot of folks, um, and they got to obviously be a you know veteran athlete, so they got to qualify um, for the program, but beyond that uh it's sort of up for debate there's a lot of things we want to do uh we're doing we're getting involved more in service projects and stuff like that even when uh, hurricane harvey hit a few years ago we had some of our vets deploy and, and you know teamed up with like team rubicon and some of those groups so uh i think that's part of it as well like partnering with other organizations that same mission at the end of the day like you know help vets transition and find purpose again but it's just different ways of going about it so figuring out the smartest and the best way that we can, you know, partner with other organizations and partner with other companies and businesses and like really just get that message out there and, and help uh, continue to change the, the narrative of, um, you know, people coming home from traumatic events and, and you know, and being broken and, and, and instead of like, hey, this is uh, something I experienced and it's really hard and I, but I got through it, I survived it and I'm capable of so much more and, you know continuing to to kind of push that out there and and uh and just watch our community thrive as much as possible
2: but you are pushing it out there and i gotta i gotta do a hard segue with you here because you know we we live in hollywood you have a project that's gonna spread this message far and wide right that's right do you know what i'm talking about he's talking about the movie
0: talk about the movie <laughs> now i want you to talk about the movie all like, right
2: what's going on with that
0: so it's done as far as oh. i could take it anyway yeah, as far as I could take it. So uh, right now, we're, we're actively in the, in the marketplace trying to figure out who that partner is going to be. But the NFL has already uh, partnered with us. And the movie's about the genesis of MVP, how it all began. It's, a, it's a scripted. Um, most of the uh, – well, all of the veterans portrayed in the film are played by actual vets. Um, almost all of them were MVP members. I think actually – at least, yeah, they probably all are, are, are all MVP members. Um, even Dan Loria. Do you know who Dan Loria is, the actor? So he was a Vietnam vet. He's the father in the Wonder Years. I know you remember the Wonder oh, Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's father in the Wonder Years. He played Vince Lombardi on Broadway. Like, he's been in 200-something movies and TV shows. Oh, wow. And he plays, uh, like, the, the basically the, uh, you know, the the veterans administrator at, that, at the actual shelter. We filmed on location at that place. It's called the Hollywood Veterans Center. Uh, unfortunately they had to close it down uh, due to covid and they lost funding and stuff like that but we were able to shoot on location there you know with some of the vets that actually lived in that place you know that were in there and then all the athletes are they're playing themselves like randy couture tony oh, gonzalez yeah. michael strahan howie long jared bunch these guys are all they all play themselves in the film jay is playing jay you know and uh we've got a, you know a composite characters of uh, a character named Zephyr and a character named uh, Will Phillips, uh, who's a former NFL player, that was sort of built off all these stories people had shared uh, at MVP. And, you know, these two guys meet. They realize they're going through similar struggles, and they help each other through it. So um, that's essentially, you know, the story, but it's all set in, on the streets of Hollywood, man.
2: So, so are you are you in the festival circuit now, or are you – uh, did not playing? get into Sundance. And did
0: not get into South by Southwest. So, and Sundance is okay.
2: Sundance isn't happening in person. Yeah, you're
0: right. You're right. You're so. right. So, um, we may we may still submit to uh, Tribeca. I'm not sure yet. But at the end of the day, um, with everything going on in COVID and and this being definitely like a big catch-up year uh, for the industry and a lot of films that have you know been made over the last couple of years. I think it's an uphill battle for us. I mean, we, we shot this thing for, you know, it's a low-budget film. <laughs> but, uh, but you never know. And, and I, I don't think we necessarily need to do the festival circuit. It would be, I think it would be fun and it would be cool. But to your point, if it's not in person, I don't know if it's honestly worth it for this type of film. Because, like, you want to be able to bring some of the people there and, you know, kind of celebrate what it is. But either way... Uh, we're going to screen this thing at some point at the Legion at Post 43 in that beautiful theater. I can't wait for that. Hopefully that's where we maybe even premiere it. Like Here's the weird
2: thing, is I was going to bring that up. Oh, you were? No. That was going to be like, I know a place. I know a place, yeah. I know a place. So who, we have
0: to. We have to. That's incredibly, you know, what a, what a missed opportunity if we didn't do something like that. But we will, we will figure that out. You know, we'll figure out a way um, to make that happen. Hopefully whoever does partner with us from a distribution standpoint is like, yes, that makes more sense than anything like why would you not would
2: you so. it, are you playing you or is somebody playing
0: you no so no uh, there is no me <gasps> there is no me in the film <laughs> but I play I play a composite character of uh, of of some vetra- of okay. veterans yes yeah nice yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'm just I'm excited when does this movie anticipate to be rolled out in its integrity
0: man uh, I mean as soon as we find a partner I guess that that strategy Occurs and so I'm very okay. new to all that stuff. Gotcha. Like pie in the sky would have probably been that. I mean, the Super Bowl is coming up and all that. That we start, do we find a partner by then and start being able to like sort of market and, and get it out there? But if it doesn't happen by then, it doesn't happen by then, and that's all good too. Um, but you know, dates like like Memorial Day obviously makes sense. Fourth of July makes sense. Veterans Day, but it doesn't have to be. I don't think cause that's the kind of the point of the story. Like, it doesn't. It's not just about uh, veterans. It's about just people connecting, you know, this is real human beings going through stuff. And I think the whole point of the film and the whole point of, of MVP as a charity is like pain is pain. And like, we all go through stuff and you know, mine isn't any more important than somebody else's or mine. Uh, you know, just because I served in the military, I'm not owed anything additional. Like I'm proud of what I did. And, uh, I, I'm proud of anybody that that's willing to do what we do. And I think that by and large, most people in the country do appreciate us and respect us, you know, but like, you know, we got to start in the mail room too, <laughs> and, you know, we yeah. got to do that. And people are, people are going to maybe open, open a few more doors for us because of that, that background and, and all that. But like, we have to, we have to work, you know, we have to be willing to work. And once again, coming back to, to SVA, like, that's what this is all about. You know, it's like you go back to college, I think you really do learn that quickly. It's like, I mean, I was in class, although other freshmen were 10 years younger than me, you know, but it's like, we have, we're taking the same tests and we're the th- same things are expected of us. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, it matters in some senses, but you know, other than, uh, other, uh, in, in other senses, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter that I, that I made the decision. I volunteered, you know, to go uh, serve my country and did that. And that's, and that's great. But like, but nobody owes me anything. I, you know, there's a, there is a, 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 at times an issue, I think, with us, with our community uh, in the veteran entitlement thing, you know. And I think it's, I think it's getting better. I really do. But, but I've only been a veteran for six years now. And, and you know, it's there. It's there. And I, and I do it myself. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm calling everybody out. But, like, I'm guilty of it, too. You know what I mean? I'll, <laughs> something won't go my way. And it'll be like, well, you, you, you hired that guy. You did that. I'm like, he didn't even. And it's just like, there you go, Nate. You just, you know, you're doing it, too. <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's something that we just have to uh, work through and, you know, be be better about, but, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I tend to find a lot of imposter syndrome as well, Mm. so you, you see... That from a we went from a we to an I standpoint and when you're entering the education space you're being asked to do all of these things and you're like trying to compare and contrast yourself with maybe underclassmen or folks that are significantly younger than you or you just feel frustrated by the whole experience. Um, There's a lot of like uh, unconscious just biases that are there whether you're sitting in the back of the class or just unfamiliar with like how to just socialize with folks that are out of your element. Uh, but it is great to see that there are uh, so many breakout sessions that are trying to tackle some of these issues and grab feedback and uh, really uh, propel veterans forward in both sharing their stories and pursuing their education and finding that continued service through whatever avenue they've selected or they eventually find out, like some of us who have changed majors a few times, and, <laughs> right. you know, lecture to others, it's okay to not know who you want to be when you grow up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It- and that, I don't think that ever really, if you're a person that's driven and, you know, you want to achieve a lot of things, like it's going to change and you're going to achieve some things. And once you achieve it, like you're going to want to f- find something else, you know, another problem to solve and yes. another, like, that's just, I think that's kind of who we become, uh, when you do serve, I mean, you become a person of service, like you need that as a part of your life, but mm-hmm. you also like, you seek, we seek out challenges. I think yeah. that's just something that, that we do. And, and, uh. With that there's a lot of rejection and a lot of failure, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's it's part of it. Like that's the choice that we make and um and I think and for me and I, I think a lot of people, you look back on it after you do, you achieve something, you complete something, whether it's a degree or whatever it is. And like and people say this all the time, it's not just a veteran thing, but like, you know, you get that 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 diploma or whatever that thing is and you're just like
1: expensive piece of paper. Uh, yeah. You're like
0: I mean this is cool but like what really mattered was the experience you know, yeah and yeah. the excitement of like taking on the journey like mm-hmm. whenever for me whenever there's something new I want to tackle it's it's those first few months or whatever time frame that is where I'm like figuring out how I'm going to um, approach this, you know what I mean? And like that excitement that, that that's what really. It's a strategic fuels me.
1: element where then you're like, yeah. if I can do this, and that means it opens the doors for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. I I can relate.
0: And you get down and relate. you're like, oh, this is great. <laughs> like I missed. So then you got to find the next thing because like I yes, missed that yes. part where I was not quite sure what I was doing and I was just doing my best. And, you know.
1: So I will say this. So you're a philanthropist, you're a world traveler. Has. That kind of itch, like you know, scratch that itch for you, especially like you know, you've got the nonprofit. You're a renaissance man, if you shall right, <laughs> and you have really taken on some really unique initiatives to give back, not just in the states but abroad. So I'd be interested to learn a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely. I was just thinking about that the other day. Actually, I miss some of that. So that, I mean, that's that's part of that is missing the military. You know, missing deploying. I mean, is as as annoying as it can be and frustrating and boring at times and like austere like you do miss parts of that there's there's that that uh you know that adventure aspect and like we were talking about just being around the the the, a group of people that are kind of going through it with you and you know definitely definitely miss that so like for me one of the ways to replace that is um through philanthropy and and, and doing it abroad as well, because we, we do, you know, we are not without our problems. This, 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 you know, this country is far from perfect, but I think with that, we also have, because of the opportunities we have, we have a bit of a responsibility, uh, in some ways to the rest of the, to the world, of the rest of the world, you know, to go, to go do something. That doesn't mean you have to go, uh, you know, go to to, a, to do relief work somewhere or something like that. But, um, whether it's like, uh, imparting that on, uh, other Americans or, you know, being involved with something that helps people in in other places that just don't have the opportunities we have. I think, uh, I think, and I think veterans like, like would like to lead that charge as well, you know, and, and, and they do a lot, a lot of that is, is already happening of course. Um, But you know, for me, that's, that's one of the things I really miss when I think about my deployment was like, you know, the people in Iraq and Afghanistan that did really appreciate us and like connected with and, um uh, you know there, there there's a lot of that too, like you know often the media and and uh and Hollywood you know, there's this portrayal of like uh that everything was for nothing or that the people over there all hate us or whatever that is and it's just not complete it's not the truth it's not the complete truth I mean you could see that even when you know there's the just sad moments when we were leaving Afghanistan uh last year and and you know the the, the women that were like passing their babies over the uh, razor wire, you know, you're just like, Oh my gosh. And I think that was eye eye-opening for a lot of other Americans too, that just were like, Oh wow. Like that's actually a really, you know, that's, a, that's a tough place. And like, they would love place, nothing yeah. more to than to, you know, have an opportunity like we have here. So mm-hmm. I think it is up to us to, you know, a responsibility we have to, to try and do something uh, for people in places like that as well.
2: Yep. That's, that's all that's, it's all super important and it's all, you know, it's, uh, we have a responsibility to people when we bring the war to their homes, right? We bring, we're actually exporting trauma yeah. and, uh, and, and I'm glad that we feel that because I think all of us, when we saw that, that Passover of a, a someone's child, like take my child and because because uh, of all that's going on here i i i think that that is as much of being a true warrior as as the actual war fighting mm, i agree is, mm-hmm. is having that that empathy for humanity because uh, other than that what else are you doing the warrior activities for if it's not for the betterment of humanity so and i and i love the fact that you're taking care of these warriors and uh and 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 doing it in different venues. Uh when you do the movie at the post, <laughs> if there's gonna be a workout after, I'll do that too.
0: Um, <laughs> Probably. <not. laughs> actually,
2: instead of an after party, we're gonna have an after sweat. We're gonna have to sweat, have your sweat yeah. and talk it out. The dress the attire for the premiere is gonna be <laughs> workout gear. That
0: would actually be <laughs> pretty that be awesome. awesome. That would be funny. The American Legion is veterans' strength in America. We're in your community supporting veterans, service members, and their families enriching the lives of young people and promoting citizenship and patriotism. Our members are passionate about these core values. Help strengthen America by joining the American Legion today. For more information, go to legion.org slash join.
2: Wow, Ashley, I feel, I don't feel this way often, mm. but I I feel a little underwhelmed with my own life after that interview. The Green Beret, NFL football playing, movie producing Dude, just doing as you would say.
1: All the things.
2: All the things.
1: Oh, I love so, when you set me up. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I'm so excited.
2: I'm gonna go yeah. do what I don't think he could do better than we can do. The one thing is we're gonna get into now. Pew pew, pew 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 rapid fire. All right, our first rapid fire is is cool. I guess a little scary. DARPA successfully test an autonomous Blackhawk helicopter. This comes from gizmoda.com. The United States military just inched one step closer to bring in autonomous helicopters to the battlefield. Like most strange feats of advanced military technology, this one comes from the Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, better known simply as DARPA. On Tuesday, some Tuesday, DARPA said a UH UH-60 Alpha Black Hawk helicopter outfitted with its experimental aircrew labor-in-cockpit automation system, also known as ALIAS, Mm. system safely completed a test flight without anyone in the chopper. The 30-minute test flight occurred over the weekend above a U.S. Army installation at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. I did not know Tesla was... uh, was a government contractor this is amazing i mean i want this is my car what do you think
1: i think there's a lot of alphabet soup with agency names and project names it's my first takeaway yeah we've Second. talked about that
2: before every you yeah. gotta have a good acronym
1: just so much alphabet soup you know Scott, you got to make it real clever um but this is pretty neat i mean we're definitely moving towards a lot of uh, autonomous you know vehicles um, just tech that's going to improve the lives of others and keep people safe. So, you know, but, you know, battle testing this and getting you know into the air and seeing how it works and how it could be of value to us as a you know united fighting force. And just as the world you know gets a little it gets a little crazier, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now for following any contemporary news. So, uh, I think it's timely, but also impressive um there's a really cool if i could i know this is rapid fire but um the arts and industries building it's a part of the smithsonian um museum uh it's like it's right next to smithsonian castle there's a really really cool exhibit um and they have like kind of like a hover um very new aged um like aircraft i wish i knew what the name of it was but it it's it's pretty impressive and it makes me think about this because there's a whole section dedicated to like how we advance um, in our travel. And one was like, you know, speed kind of bullet trains and it was like by Virgin Mobile. There's so many different things. So it's nice to see like the military being like kind of up to speed for the first time ever. <laughs> like it feels good. Let's be fair. This is to a
2: giant fair. drone. This is a giant drone. We've been doing drones for a minute. And yeah. so. They're they kind of making, but as you said, the battle test, uh, the battle test portion of it, drones are up high doing their thing, and this is a helicopter. I assume they're using a helicopter because it's going to have cargo, human, and otherwise. Uh, and There's going to be danger points, and the what's what's the line of vision uh, that the pilot would have to assess threats and things like that, and make human decisions, right? So I'm I'm. I'll be curious how this works out, but a lot of things at DARPA never actually see the light of day. So we may not know the answers to these questions. All right, let's move on because we are Maybe being we'll less-
1: dark night. No,
2: we are being less than rapid. So let's move on to rapid fire number. Pew, pew, that's two. All right, this is King of Calypso Harry Belafonte. Do you know who that is, Eshin? Harry Belafonte. I'm about to find out. You don't know who Harry
1: to find out
2: all right he well he was a world war ii (laughs) sailor also a pretty well-known singer uh this is from the u.s department of defense uh that's in their black history month section on their website that actually exists uh singer songwriter actor and social activist harry belafonte was in the navy during world war ii dropping out of high school in New York City to enlist and contribute to the war effort from 1944 to 1945. At the time, military services were segregated. Belafonte, a Jamaican-American, was assigned to Port Chicago, California, not familiar with that, 35 miles from San Francisco. Once he completed his service in 1945, Belafonte returned to New York City, used his GI Bill benefits to pay for his classes at the New School Dramatic Workshop alongside future actors Marlon Brando, and uh, Belafonte's lifelong friend, Sidney Poitier. Uh, Belafonte was born in 1927 in New York City and is still with us at 94. Yes.
1: All right.
2: Yes, and Holly's having some fond memories of the Banana Boat song and i i wish you could see her she's lip syncing like she's a TikToker over there oh no she's <laughs> dancing we have to get back to business here ashley and i ignore what's going on there so you had no idea who harry belafonte was it's, i, I is? don't
1: Sorry. I, I i don't and I'm. are you I'm do you have a pen and that. paper <clears throat> um i can kind of write with my left hand i
2: need you to write that down check out some youtube all right he's uh, the king of calypso he brought calypso to the united states of america and obviously before my time in 1927. So, I mean, we gotta, we gotta figure it out. We gotta get you up to speed. And he's a vet, another famous celebrity vet. All right, are we ready? For yeah. the final and rapid fire, <clears throat> pew, 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 number three. This is uh, Air Force ordered to pay 230 plus million for Sutherland Springs Church shooting American military news. Do you remember this story? We. We covered it, but it was a while ago. Mm, Uh, A a federal judge has ordered the US Air Force to pay more than 230 million to the survivors and families of the victim of the 2017 shooting attack at a church in Sutherland Springs, Texas, in which 23, oops, sorry, 26 people were killed. On Monday, Judge Xavier Rodriguez of the US District Court for Texas Western District ordered the Air Force to pay restitution to those affected by the shootings on the ground that the service failed to flag the shooter's court-martialed conviction and bad conduct discharge from the military. Uh, despite Kelly's court-martial conviction, the Air Force did not report his criminal history to the FBI, which would could have placed his name on the National Instant Criminal Background Check System database and helped prevent him from obtaining the firearms he used to carry out the shooting. I don't often see a military branch having to go to court and... And uh pay restitution. Pay, pay pay these things. But this is a pretty big this is a pretty big miss on their part.
1: Yeah, I'm just like what? Like my like my mind, I'm like I'm reading this and I'm trying to recall when we originally touched back on this story. But
2: and I mean it's wow, it's, it's worse. He I think he escaped from uh I didn't write it down here, but he I think he escaped from some mental health care thing and and threatened people threatened people his superiors on his base that before before this before any of this court martial business so he's like quite the track record
1: yeah i mean we're
2: we're losing guns we're 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 getting people who shouldn't have them to have them and
1: just roam around without any sort of paper trail and or
2: and I wish 230 was something that would hurt, but I don't think 230 million is going to hurt the Air Force that much. But I, but probably some careers are going to suffer. So uh, I hope that we don't repeat this again. That's, that's all I have on that.
1: Uh,
2: yeah. Ashley is done with that story. As you can done. just, if you're watching, you saw she's over it. And we are going to move on because that is that is our show. I mean, we had, we had some good stuff in there. I, mm-hmm. you know, I dug the rapid fire. Mm-hmm. We had a green beret professional NFL player. No big deal. Or the kids say NBD. Yeah. I'm just saying I J S you know, what's yeah. up. So-
1: I, will say, <laughs> I will say Nate is super duper sweet. He's definitely uh, he's definitely a Renaissance man. He's, he's doing it all. He's doing it well. Um, and- he's doing, all the things. What kind of dimension am I in right now? <laughs> Here's my wrist and the, I had to I had to bring CV back for you.
2: So that's That is our show for today, Ashley. What are you gonna take <laughs> them out with?
1: Oh, all right. Okay, so don't forget to subscribe to Tango Lima Podcast on YouTube, Apple, Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you consume your podcasts Please leave us a review and give us big old five stars so the world knows how much you love us all the loves so if you do have a guest recommendation we would love to hear it go to legion.org backslash tango alpha lima and click on the suggest a guest link yeah that's right suggest a guest link that's suggest
2: awesome a guest link, link. and suggest uh, a guest. while suggest you're just a guest while you're filling out that form say suggest a guest link three times fast with that i'm going to declare season three episode ninety two Mission complete.